If you're tired of the superficial and you're craving real conversation about life, relationships, fears, doubts, and the divine in the middle of it, this is the place for you. My name is Anna Dimmel, and I'm a blogger, writer, and former pastor. And it's my passion to build bridges, not walls, through honest, real conversation and connection. And I want that for you. This is the show that will help you do that and give you not only inspiration and connection, but will help you leave the superficial for good and form the real connections you're craving. Your story matters, and I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. Hey there, welcome to the Behind the Mirror podcast. My name is Anna Dimmel. I am thrilled that you have joined us today. This is a sacred place, a space that I feel is really special and unique to all of us that jump inside of it every week. There's always something good, right? There's always something new, always something different to discuss. And that's true of this week. This week, I'm discussing this change, this spark in this season that's happening. And this week has been transitional for me. It's been a real surprise. A lot of things changing in me, a lot of visions being like sparked, ideas, creativity. It's been a really interesting week for me. And after doing some research, I learned that I'm right on time, that this is not unique to me. This is what's happening everywhere in all of us. And it's part of the natural seasons. And so I'm going to talk all about that today. I'm excited for you to jump into this episode. Also, have you been to my website lately? Because I have done a lot of changes to my website. I really wanted that space to be a little safe harbor for you where there are resources, not only with my blog and all of my written works there, but also resources for meditation, which I talk about all the time. Resources for yoga, which again, has been a huge part of my life. Resources for eating well, which I know it sounds weird, but guys, that's made a big difference in my life. Eating clean has been huge. Also essential oils, which have been hugely monumental in this season of my life. All of that is on my website. And I did that purposefully because so much of this deconstructed journey for me spiritually has turned into a complete deconstructed life. And that has evolved into everything shifting for me. And so much so that I'm finding peace finally, spiritually and in my faith, but I'm finding peace in my body and in my mind. And those are just priceless. They're priceless. So I have those resources for you. Please jump in and find them and use them. And hopefully they will benefit you as they have me. I want to thank Alice Ranker for this particular episode. She is a supporter of this podcast. Alice, I love you greatly. Thank you for your support. You are such a gift. You really are. And I love her dearly. If you would like to learn more about how to support this show, you can find out more on my website, AnnaDimmel.com, and click on the link Patreon. I am excited to dig into this topic, so let's get to it. Here we go.
Hey there, welcome back to the podcast. Today we are talking all about this changing of seasons. And if you are like me, you may have noticed a huge shift in your in your life, whether it be mentally, emotionally, even externally, such as situations, jobs, relationships changing this week. And it's not just unique to me because everyone I've been talking to are all saying the same thing. Like this week, big changes or even small changes that will later be big seem to be happening right now. What's up with that? So I did a little digging because, as you all know, I am a perpetual seeker who is constantly wanting to connect with other people on their journeys and figure out what's going on in the Force, right? Like Star Wars uh, reference there for you. What is going on in the Force field around us? What is happening? There's a change. I feel it. So this past Monday, which was September 23rd, was the beginning, it marked the beginning of the autumn equinox. And if you're unfamiliar with that term, that term equinox comes from the Latin word and it means equal night. So we're talking about the roughly 12 hour day and 12 hour night that occurs only on the two equinox days of the year. So speaking in a calendar year sort of thing, like this is a big deal. This only happens two times a year. So I started researching about this autumn equinox, like, okay, that Monday specifically for me, I I felt a big shift internally. And it was not only um, some spiritual things coming to light that were being awakened in me, creatively speaking, vision-minded speaking, um, thinking about some goals I'm setting for myself, things like that started just really bubbling up to the surface. But it also brought about lots of other emotional stuff that I was not super thrilled to be processing. A lot of grief from past events came to light this week. A lot of shifting in my perspective towards past situations came to light. And also just some overall basic changes started happening this week for me. And um, so, as I said, I did some digging and I was like, "What? what is this? <laughs> what is this thing that's happening? So as we all know, we're moving into fall. And if you live in an area that the four seasons are represented, you can feel this. Like you're feeling the crispness in the air starting. You're seeing some of the leaves maybe starting to turn already. Um, where I live... I'm definitely noticing that quick change in season. We went from humid, hot days to, oh, there's a chill in the air. I might need a jacket this morning, right? Like it just switched. So this time of the year, we think of harvest, right? We think of harvest time. We're moving into the fall, which is the season of harvest. And the beautiful part about the seasons, and we've talked about this on the show before, is that they represent so much of the spiritual path, the spiritual journey, as well as just overall death and rebirth in general. You cannot live on planet Earth for more than a few seasons and start to recognize this is a thing. This is a pattern. Seeds are planted. They are watered. They spring up new life, 
and then the seasons change and they go dormant, they die, it gets cold and hard, and then we go through the whole cycle of death and rebirth again. It's an absolutely beautiful cycle and being aware of nature's cycle, I think clues us into the spiritual cycle and it it helps me recognize seasons that I'm in and allow myself to go deeper into those seasons. So people who have been practicing, if you will, practicing honoring the autumn equinox, which again, this is kind of new to me because growing up in my conservative um, environment, things such as honoring seasons was very like woo-woo. Like that was not encouraged. It was encouraged to honor seasons that were honoring of Christ, such as Christmas and Easter, but honoring any other seasons felt pagan. But the interesting thing is, to me at least, I'm finding that what is more Jesus story, Christ honoring than the seasons themselves? Death, rebirth, new life. Like it's almost as if nature itself is telling us the same story that Jesus's life was trying to tell us that you do the thing, you show up, you do the thing, you plant the seeds, you do the work. The work is good. It springs to life and then it dies. But that's not the end of the story. It's reborn. You have that resurrection moment. So I really am starting to embrace more of this story being taught to me through everything. And nature, for me, is one of those ways that really speaks to me about those beautiful growth cycles. So um, spiritually speaking, fall would represent the harvest time of the year. So we're acknowledging the abundance that we go through, the cycles of growth, harvest, death, and rebirth. It's a beautiful thing. But in this particular time frame, I almost would like to shift over to this idea where we could set up, um, how do I want to put this, like an internal conversation where we are shifting our consciousness from the perspective of a lack of abundance to one of honoring the abundance that we have. And this this idea of harvest, this idea of equinox, right? Where we're shifting seasons, like your mind and your body is probably already trying to move into this cycle because you're a part of nature. You're a part of this planet that we share, that we're all in this cycle together, where this is the time where we, you know, you think Thanksgiving, you give thanks, but this is a time where we shift from a feeling of lack to a feeling of gratitude. One of the things that has really been huge for me in this hard past year that I've had, one that has felt lonely, one that has felt like everything was being torn down and I didn't know what was up and what was down and I felt like everything had been stripped away. One of the big things for me in getting myself to keep moving has been a practice of gratitude. And it goes without saying, gratitude, thankfulness, it just, it does something to you. 
I think everyone would resonate with that. But the idea of being conscious of that is like taking it to a different level. One of the meditation um, practices that I do is based on gratitude. And so it's this meditation where, um, and in fact, I have a link to it on my website. If you want to do this one, I follow this chick who's amazing. And one of her guided meditations is on gratitude. And um, this meditation is all about setting this mantra in your mind of being thankful for what you do have, being content and accepting that you have everything that you need. Everything you need is there for you. And positioning your heart and your mind to that state is really powerful, especially when you've gone through loss or you're going through loss or you're in the middle of transition. Positioning your heart in a place of gratitude is huge. So I think that this this season, this autumn equinox is is almost beckoning us into that conversation. It's like inviting us into this space where we're going to sit down, we're going to be grateful, we're going to practice gratitude for everything that we've been given. You guys, I know that you all have experienced and are experiencing a ton of stuff. In fact, last week's episode was all about the lonely season, that void season in the wilderness. And, oh, I've walked it with you. I am still walking it with you. And there's a time and place for us to connect on that. And I, I think that's so needed. But there's also a time and place to connect on this idea of, you know what, guys? We've made it this far. Can we just raise a glass and say, happy hallelujah, we made it this far. (laughs) We're not dead yet. Like, can we just have a moment of sacred honoring for the fact that things have died, but we're not dead. Things have been taken from us, but we're still standing. Things have been brutally injuring to our souls, and yet... We're walking out of the grave. I get that you might be tired. I get that you're battle-worn and you carry scars and the load has felt heavy and your legs are like trembling and shaking under the weight that you are still carrying and marching onward with. I'm in the battle with you. I get it. However, we're still moving. This ain't done yet. And the beauty of seasons is, and I'm and I'm still learning this because this was not taught to me, but the beauty of seasons is that they're our teacher. It's like a sermon four times a year <laughs> where nature is getting up on a platform and yelling at us, essentially, like, hello, I am showing you this in the trees. I'm showing you this in the wind. I'm showing you this in the crops and in the ground and in the dirt. I am showing you everything is going to be okay. You have everything that you need and everything is going to be okay. That's what this season is speaking to me. That's what this week has been shifting 
for me. And if you are feeling those shifts, if you are feeling creative inspiration, if you are feeling sparks of of motivation and you're feeling driven towards certain things, you're right on time. This is the cycle set out for you. Hey there, I want to take a quick break to talk to you about one of my favorite things. After dealing with stress and anxiety, I made a lot of changes to my life. One of them was the use of essential oils. I used to be so skeptical of essential oils. I honestly didn't think they did anything more than just smell good. But people have been using essential oils for thousands of years, for dietary purposes to spiritual and physical use. Bringing this ancient tradition to modern users can truly be life-changing, which has been the case for me. From powerful oils like frankincense that I use during meditation, to blends like peace and calming that I diffuse when I feel anxious, or one of my favorites, the topical oil copaba, which is found in the cannabis plants. I use Young Living Oils because they have been a forerunner in harnessing the power of essential oils and maintaining superior potency and quality. To check out all of my favorite Young Living Oils, go to my website, AnnaDimmel.com, and click on the link Shop Wellness at the top of the page. Again, that's AnnaDimmel.com, and click on the link Shop Wellness at the top of the page. Now let's get back to the show. For so long, I was taught, don't trust your heart, right? Like, and for any of us who grew up in the purity culture movement, we get that because it was always taught, don't trust your heart. It's full of deceitful desires and and it will lead you astray. And gosh, the older I get, the more I realize my heart is 99.9% accurate. That's where my gut instincts are. That's where my pure, unadulterated drives and and motivations come from. And they may be non-traditional. They may go against what others think is the right path for me. But my heart, every time I've listened to it, has led me down the right path. When I've ignored my heart, I may have pleased people. I may have made decisions that brought me... Um, a place of honor or brought me some sort of accolades. But at the end of the day, I didn't feel fulfilled. You know, that's what heart is all about. Heart will never lead you towards the crowd. It will never lead you towards pleasing other people. Your heart is deeply, intricately connected to spirit. And spirit is all about leaving that stuff. Spirit is all about pulling you out right? Drawing you away from, pulling you into something bigger, something better. That, that's the journey of spirit. And that is why when you follow spirit, you end up in wildernesses. You end up sometimes alone. You end up facing hard stuff. And yet, it's always somehow better. It's like me telling you that I regret my decisions over the last few years that led me to this wilderness. I could never tell you that because it's so not true. As hard as they've been, the divorce, the pastoring stuff, the ministry stuff, leaving all of that, as hard as that has been, oh my goodness, the joy and the gifts and the peace and the love and the stillness, the quiet, the joy, I wouldn't trade it for anything. 
So spirit always is calling us into something new. There's no being stagnant with spirit. It is a constant evolving, a constant growing. Nature itself is like spirit's teacher. It's like spirit's illustration, if you will, of this is what I'm doing in you. Pay attention. Show up for it. This is good and this is well. All is well. I think that this time is one where we need to make room for what's coming next, right? Where we can create fertile fertile soil and allow new things to grow, allow new ideas, visions, plans to start to grow. But the idea of fall, the idea of autumn, is the idea of preparing for rest. You know, winter is where things go dormant. Winter is where we go deep within and we rest in the cold and the darkness. Winter is that time of healing and and it's setting the ground for rebirth. Winter is not the time of doing, it is the time of resting. So when we parallel that with our own internal dialogue, our own internal spiritual walk, you can see this transitioning into us, into our journey, where we are now creating that space. We're preparing it for the new thing to grow. We're preparing the soil by allowing those seeds to be there, allowing those new things that are sparking in you to be there, but knowing that they're going to go deep down and we're not going to do. We're going to move into a space of being still and knowing. The beauty of, of the spiritual journey for me, and this is quite ironic coming from the background I come from, and I'm Segue here. I'm an Enneagram three. Any of you who follow the Enneagram, um, you know that the threes are the achievers. They are the doers, right? You couple that with my background of performance, if you will, inside of Christianity, where the best ones make it to the top, the most faithful, the most um, sacrificial, the most gifted in the spiritual gifts, whatever you want to put on that, you know, that, that translated to me as a ladder to climb as something to be achieved. So when I thought of doing the Christian life, the, um, the life of godly love, the life of following someone like Jesus, I, I thought of it as a lot of work. And it wasn't work that I necessarily minded so much because I've always been of the of the mindset of working towards inclusion, working towards loving the outcast. Like I get motivated over that stuff. So I didn't mind the work, but the idea of rest or the idea of it not being all up to me was really foreign. So part of my... Um, evolving, if you will, over these past few years of wilderness wandering, I'm, I'm beginning to see this as something completely different, where the spiritual path is not one of achieving anything. In fact, the destination has nothing to do with it. The spiritual journey 
is about the journey. It's about the traveling. It's about the change. It's about the growth. It's about the evolving. It is about the movement of spirit and you. And it's this equal ebb and flow where you show up and you move and then you bow back and let spirit do the rest. It's like, I do my part, you do your part, and we rest. Like a dance almost. And that's been challenging for me and yet incredibly freeing because the concept of the universe, all of creation having my back and being for me, and that it's not up to me to do anything other than my part, follow the breadcrumbs, right? Do what I feel like I'm supposed to do, and then let go and know that a force, any power bigger than me will finish the rest. That is so freeing. Guys, that is like a thousand pounds lifted off my shoulders. Imagine that mindset in your marriage. Imagine that mindset in your parenting. Imagine that mindset in your relationships and your friendships and your job. Like, imagine that mindset of the universe itself having your back, of you doing your part and then resting and letting forces bigger than you do the rest. Imagine that freedom. I think that that's what the season we're in right now is talking about. That is the sermon that fall is teaching. That is what this week of equinox is all about. It is not about doing. You did the work. You did it. You worked hard in spring. You worked hard in summer and spiritually speaking, of course. And now your soul is wanting to move into a season of preparing to rest from the work, preparing new soil, getting it ready, letting those seeds go dormant, and then letting go. That is the invitation. And the dangerous part that a lot of us can fall into is not recognizing that season when it's coming. It's fighting that season. It's it's this like, well, everything in me wants to like start to wind down, but I feel guilty for that because that means I'm not doing enough. And so I have to crank the wheel and make myself wind up and push, 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 push in the marriage, push in the parenting, push in the relationships, push at the job. Well, you can't push 365 days out of a year. You, you just can't. Like if you think of the strictly physical, you can't. Think about think about it in terms like this. What if a farmer pushed like that all year round? What would happen to their crops if they weren't given time to be underground? If they weren't given time to build root systems? If they weren't given time to be watered and allowed to rest and let nature do its course? So much about planting and harvesting is in the rest ironically, work, 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 rest, rest, rest. Like if you don't have the rest, you don't have the product. So alleviating your mind, and again, in 
the society and culture that we're in, which is go mode all the time and guilt messages if you're not going. Spirit is inviting you to leave the go. It's inviting you to leave that hustle. It's inviting you to leave the noise that says everything you did wasn't enough. That noise that says you can still do more. Push further, push further. I know you're tired, but you can do more. That noise that says your best wasn't enough, so you better keep doing more. You see, that is a trap. It's like a mouse trap. And you go for that peanut butter, but boy, in two seconds, you're going to be laying dead there with your neck snapped because you cannot run at that pace. We all crack under pressure like that. It's not healthy mentally or physically. So my plea to you in this season is I believe that you are in the same cycle that I am in, that it seems most other people are in, that nature is in, that is saying things are shifting, pay attention. And don't you worry, you're not going to miss it. Like this is the beauty of the divine. Everything shows up right on time. There's no way to miss this. It's here. You already know what the thing is. You already know what the changes are. You already know what the sparks inside of you are. None of that is kept hidden from you. None of that is a secret. All you have to do is say yes to the invitation. That's it. There's no doing. There's no running. There's the breadcrumbs laid out for you. You simply follow them. You pick them up one at a time. And then you let go. It's interesting because for me, I, I struggle to, to feel like I'm doing enough. And part of that probably comes from my background, like I talked earlier, but also I'm in this season of single mommyhood and being a student and trying to work and juggling that feels like spinning plates some days. And I notice with my, with my parenting, Oh, sweet Jesus, all you parents out there, can I just hug you and say, you're doing enough. You really, you're, you're better than you think. I'm saying that to you and I'm saying that to me because there are times when, and back to school this time of the year always feels like this to me, like somehow I'm dropping the ball. Somehow I'm letting somebody down somewhere. There is no way I'm doing enough for all of them. We have band stuff. We have string stuff. We have gymnastic stuff. We have ballet stuff. We have soccer stuff. We have back-to-school functions, school parties, school get-togethers, friend birthday parties. And I, I want to be a good mom. Like, I want to show up and give them everything I can. And yet, I constantly feel like what I'm able to do is not enough. And I don't think that's unique to parenting, although I know most parents feel that way. But this... This bleeds over into pretty much every area of our lives. Right now, that's what's in focus for me. So I'm using that as an example. But I'm learning that the breadcrumbs fall, right? Like, oh, okay, she's going to a birthday party. I need to get a gift for that. I need to sign a waiver form for the place they're going to be playing at. Okay, this one has a class party. I need to do this. Meanwhile, in the background, there's a thousand other things I could be doing, but my trail isn't leading me that way. My trail is leading me towards these few specific items that I can do in front of me right now. I do the items and I rest. 
because mentally I need to. (laughs) Because if I was constantly doing, I would never finish. There's always more you can do. No matter if it's a relational thing like being a parent or it's a work thing or even an inner work thing like, like therapy and healing, there's always more to do. There's always one more book to read. There's one more YouTube video to watch. There's one more element you can add in. There's always going to be more you can do. Always. Wisdom with spirit and working with spirit is recognizing when it's time to be still and rest. Recognizing that you're not responsible for all of the breadcrumbs everywhere in the world. You're just responsible for the trail in front of your face. You pick them up as they fall and you trust that the universe has your back. You trust that the divine is working things out. You're trusting that there are players in this game bigger than me, and I'm not in this game by myself. What I can do is different than what I should do, and also different than what I want to do. And I'm finding that I've lived a life in the should and the can, like, well, I should do this, so I'm going to go ahead and do it. I mean, I can, so I might as well. Like, and I've completely exiled the want category. (laughs) And now it's interesting. As the breadcrumbs fall, they're always what I want to do. Why is that? Especially this week, especially this season, I'm finding myself drawn towards, ooh, I really want to do this. Ooh, I really want to take on this with my, with my child. This will be fun to do. Oh, I really want to do that, right? But then there's always the voice of, what about the shoulds and the cans? Like, you're able to do this. Why aren't you doing that too? Well, because I don't need to and because I really don't want to. The beauty in this cycle and the season is that your soul and your and your mind and your body, when you're connected to the flow, you're going to know what's next. You're just going to know. And this season is inviting you into letting your next right thing be enough. Letting your next right thing be that is all I'm doing my next right thing. And I'm going to trust that the rest will figure itself out, that the rest will fall into place as it should. I love you all very much. And I love the journey that we're experiencing together. It's an honor to be on this path with you. And I believe that this week in particular, there's significant things on the horizon for each and every one of you. And I am excited to see them unfold and to see them sprout and come to life and to see most of of all, most importantly, to see us begin to rest and let go from the doing. I love you all very much. If you want to check out some resources on my website, go to my wellness link on the website. There's stuff there for yoga, meditation, my eating practices, eating well, centering, all the things, it's all there. I love you guys very much. See you next week. Hey there, I hope you enjoyed the conversation today. You can find my blog and links to my Instagram and Facebook account on my website at justajesusfollower.com. I hope you join us next week for another raw, honest conversation. In the meantime, go in peace and know that you are enough.